Welcome to Classified Public, the podcast that gives you the full insight into the world of records and information management. Prepare yourself to delve deeper into the complexities of records appraisal, including techniques for evaluating records worth and deciding which records are worth keeping and which should be discarded. Today's episode will be hosted by Carolyn Atkinson, and Carolyn will be joined by a highly experienced records management practitioner, Phil Taylor. So it's time to hand over to Carolyn and Phil, and we hope you enjoy this episode. Everybody and welcome to this RIMPA podcast where we will be discussing appraisal for retention and disposal. Today I'm chatting with Philip Taylor. Philip has had substantial experience in the records management industry over a number of years. Today we will explore records appraisal by investigating issues to determine the value of records and how to decide if the records should be retained or disposed. So to begin with, Philip, can you share with the listeners a little about your background and experience in the records and information management industry? Hello, Carolyn. It's great to be able to talk about this uh, this topic. I've had about 35 years experience in, in the records and information management industry, uh, spread over local governments, state governments and, uh, and higher education. And in that time, I've been involved with a number of appraisal projects and sentencing projects. So I've got a fair amount of experience in uh, organising them, running them, operating them. So hopefully um, I can use some of that experience um, in, our, in our talk. Oh, I'm sure we'll be able to get something out of you, Phil. Have no, have no worries about that. So, Phil, to give some background for our listeners, we should probably start with explaining what records appraisal is, why records and information managers do it, and how it benefits organisations. Okay. So appraisal in its most simplest um, understanding is it's the intellectual process of determining the value of a record. And that reason for doing that is to work out whether or not you retain that record forever or alternatively, you only keep it for a limited period of time. Now, that time might be very short, very long, but it isn't permanent. As it goes through its life, more records are added. But what happens to those records that are no longer required? How are they identified? How are they stored? How are they utilised? And importantly, how do you then decide that you wish to dispose of them? Do you dispose of them in six months, one year, two years, five years, 10 years, 15 years? There's a lot of different options which are available to do that. So putting that appraisal process and understanding appraisal is a really important aspect of any records management program. It improves efficiency because organisations shouldn't be storing records which they don't need. Storing records costs money. And if you are not doing that, then you just add into your storage costs. Now, in the IT world, people just think, oh, we'll just buy another bit of storage. That usually just makes the swamp go bigger and bigger and bigger. And at the end of the day, you're still left with a lot of records which you don't necessarily need. So there's an inefficiency in doing that and ensuring that you look after those records which you really need to do and that you dispose of those records which you don't really need to have any more. 
So it's the value of those records which are significant and to work out. And that's what appraisal really is about. That's the core of it is what is the value of this record, not just to the organisation now, but also into the future. And we'll discuss some of these things as we go along. But that's essentially what a, appraisal is. And, that, and that's some of the benefits to the organisations of doing that appraisal. It's a fascinating area and one that is dear to my heart as well. However, Phil, do you think that practitioners misunderstand the importance of this process? I, I think they probably don't misunderstand it, but they don't necessarily understand it, if you know what I, the difference between those two things. I think people in the industry understand that there's a process to be gone through of, a, of working out the value of those records and doing something about them. But when you're confronted with that issue, it's usually, I'm certainly something more interesting to be done, and I'll come back to this next week. Um, if you think of it in your own life, um, you come to the cupboards, you think, God, I've got a lot of stuff in this cupboard. You open it up, you get it all out, and then you put three quarters of it back in the cupboard because it's all too hard to deal with. Well, organisations are no different. Um, it's, it's, it's difficult to do. It takes a lot of time to do it. And when we talk about and go through in more detail about that appraisal process, this is why it becomes a difficult process to do. So there's not so much a misunderstanding of, of appraisal, but it's understanding the concepts behind it and actually uh, turning appraisal into a process, which should be just embedded in your normal records day management practices. Um, and very often, uh, appraisal and the sentencing is seen as, a, as as something you do when you've got nothing else to do. And of course, that never happens. Um, so we we sort of somewhat come to the the records continuum life cycle type process. Th that if you if you're a records continuum person, you should actually embed appraisal into your systems. So I don't think it's so much about misunderstanding. It's getting it's coming to grips with the process. How interesting, very true. So Phil, what resources should the records manager consult when undertaking a records uh, appraisal project? Okay, look, there's a number, I think, a number of uh, different sources that can be used. Probably um, early on, and one of the first things should be done is to understand the business processes of the organisation that you're dealing with. Understand how, what the organisational structure is, understand how decisions are made and who makes them and where they are made. Uh, it's also important for uh, the person doing the appraisal to understand what the law is. It's actually really surprising how many laws are in place at state and federal level which require records to be kept. Um, this can be useful because it tells you a record has to be kept for X period of time, but you have to find them all. And that's part of the problem of, of ploughing through a lot of, um, of acts of parliament and regulation in order to find them. So understanding the law that relates to your particular organisation and what might be applicable to you and incorporating that. Luckily, if you're in uh, a, a local government or a state government or the Australian government, you've got your state records authorities. And they do a lot of work in this area and it's also really useful because they've done a lot of the work for you in terms of what's usually called 
records of common administrative practice. That is records which are found in any organisation, local government, state government or Commonwealth government. So they're common records. So common administrative records, schedules, give you the answer. It gives you the format, it gives you the answer. And the other tool, um, which is often forgotten and overlooked, is the International Standard on Records Management. Uh, I think it's still ISO 15489. Now that talks about appraisal in the broadest concept, but it does um, it does give you the definitions of appraisal and how it should be embedded in an organisation. So there's a number of different resources which can be utilised um, to to understand the appraisal process, and also just talking to your colleagues in other similar organisations can be really useful also to just understand um, how you might go about this particular task or if you need to review an existing schedule from many years ago, um, how you might undertake that. Because that sentencing document of the records appraisals is never a stagnant document. It changes over time. New issues arise, old issues fall off. So it's an involving document all the time. So it never ends. The process never ends. So what are the value of, of records determined and what are some examples? Now, some, some simple examples. For example, timesheets. Pretty simple type record. You have to keep the, the stupid things for seven years. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, OK. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. It's a long, yeah, seven years is a long time for an organisation to be keeping timesheets. Now, that might be on a paper record. It could be electronic record also these days. So that needs to be worked out. The 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 one that I always trip trip over is not quite the right word. The one that always causes significant problems is policy type records, where decisions are made by organisations about this is what we will do with X Y Z. At face value, you think, oh, policy records keep them forever, but policies come and go. So you got to ask yourself the question. In terms of a, a record of a policy on some decision that's been made or, or documented, how long do you keep that? Do you keep that until the policy is replaced? The policy is rewritten? Do you keep it because it gives you an enduring record of this is the, pot, the, the policy and how it was developed? So there's some of the types of questions that has to have had to be asked. And there's major policies, and if you like, there's minor policies. So sometimes working that out and even finding policy records in a records management system sometimes is not easy. I, I had an interesting example in an organisation that I worked in. They called everything policy. But actually, when you started to look at records, 90% um, of it was actually transactional stuff. But, but all the file titles had whatever it was and the word policy after it. And that made it really difficult to, to do the appraisal and do the sentencing because you couldn't work out what from the file title what actually was in the file. So we ended up having to do file by file sentencing and appraisal, which just took forever oh. to do. And that was because the classification system had fallen down. Yeah. So this and this sort of you know, links into the records management program of having good classification systems, which clearly identify what is documented in the records and accurate titles of what records actually do document. And don't call things policy or, or, or general. That's the other really bad one. <laughs> I um, totally agree. <laughs> because for, in the sentencing, when you get to sentencing, they are really hard to do. 
and also they're really dangerous. Um, I've come across a couple of examples where really important policies were destroyed years ago because no one, no one realised that they were mixed up together. So you've got to work out, okay, the meetings of the board of management, or you know, the, what is the most senior decision-making body in your particular organisation? Is that record permanent, temporary, whatever? But the minutes of some little committee that's existed for 12 months comes, goes, it's still minutes of a meeting, but how long do you keep that? So you've got to work out those types of, of different types of arrangements. So it's not easy to do that type of stuff. You really need to analyse it, think about it, and ask questions. So that's examples of some of the records and some of those triggers and how you might go about doing that. So some are very self-evident, like the invitations ones or accounting records and things like this. They're very straightforward, very simple, and they're high volumes. But there's other trickier ones like the policy records or the minutes of meetings and things, which can be a, a bit trickier and a bit hard to deal with. And just again, it comes back to that time, understanding the records and what's involved and, and, and how they should go about doing it. Absolutely. So, Phil, I'd love your opinion on whether the uh, industry overcomplicates appraisal. I don't think it's so much overcomplicates. It's, as I said early on, it's a misunderstanding of what's involved. Doing appraisal is, I always say, it's a really intellectual process because you really have to be on your ball. You have to be very aware of what's going on. You have to be very attuned to your businesses. You need to be a good researcher. You need to be not accepting of what you're being told. That is, you have to really dig into these things and properly understand what's going on and what's happening. So it's, it's, it's a complex task to do. And it's, as I said previously, it's very time consuming to do. But once you understand the essentials of it, it's fairly straightforward. It just takes a lot of time to do. And obviously you get better with it the more you do it. So You do. You yeah. do. Yeah. So with the um, recent Optus data breach, it was found the company held onto records that should have been disposed of. Therefore, because Optus didn't follow best practice, unfortunately, some of their customers were affected by that data breach. Do you predict this will continue to be a major issue for many large-scale organisations? And what do you think are the biggest impacts from this? Yeah, look, I think uh, the recent examples have come to light of Optus and also Medibank Private are really good examples where a substantial number of records have been obviously hacked from those organisations. What interested me about both of them was there seemed to be huge numbers of records which didn't match their customers. So you have to ask the question, why have they got so many records? And I think you come back to they haven't bothered to under, undertake basic appraisal or sentencing of obsolete records. And I did see with the Medibank one that um, they were keeping records of quotes that they were given three and four years ago. Well, why would you keep that type of record? And, and I think this will be a big eye opener for government, for, for governments, but also for businesses to just stand back and look at those record systems and say, what have we got? Do we need to keep it and retain it? Put aside the security issues, which is, I think, what we'll end up with a lot of about security. 
but the, the question before that is, do you really need to keep all this stuff? Why don't you go through the process of working out what do you need to keep? What can you get rid of? You might require some information to establish an account, but once the account's been established, you really need to keep all the other background material. So it's that type of thing. It'll be very interesting to see uh, what actually occurs. And I think the federal parliament was going to do some inquiry into this also. So it'll be very interesting to see um, what comes out of all that. But, but I hope that from business perspective, there'd be a much better understanding of about the issue of appraising records for value and working that out. The security of those records and the hacking of them is another issue. But I, if you come back to, well, why have they got that amount of records anyway? So I think this is a big eye-opener for a lot of organisations. I suspect, you know, there's been two uh, big ones occur. I suspect there'll be more coming. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I agree with you there. I suspect that as well. Now, we're nearly, nearly at the end, but um, I'm going to ask you for three tips you'd give to people just starting out in the industry in relation to appraisal. Okay. Well, so I suppose three things that I would say is understand what appraisal and sentencing is. Understand the theory of appraisal and understand what sentencing of a doc, sentencing records actually means. So it's understanding that process. To do that, well, as I said, training, do training courses. They're around. A lot of these state archival institutions and the Commonwealth have appraisal training courses that they'll work your way through them. So talk to your archival institutions. In the private world, it's a bit different um, and they might have to do some stuff, but certainly talk to your colleagues in other areas who have been through the process, tap into the resources which are available. You see, many people have gone through this process or are struggling with it, so there's value in always doing that. So I think if you understand the process, you undertake training, uh, information from courses and talk to your colleagues um, who have been involved with it. So use people's experience, then you, you're very much going to be on the forefront. You still have to do it, but I think you'll be much better uh, positioned to actually do something about it in a meaningful way, which will add value to the organisation. Well, thank you so much, Philip. That was fantastic. Um, I'm sure the listeners absolutely gained a huge amount of information out of that. I certainly learned something and I hope everybody enjoyed and um, we'll come back and listen to more. Thank you for listening to this month's podcast episode. We hope you enjoyed and we look forward to having you with us next month for more industry news and discussions. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe, leave a rating or review on your podcast platform of choice and follow Rimper Global on social media. You'll find our social links in the show notes of this episode.